right, how's your quarantine going, Quinn? So I've gotten into this show. I already, I already texted Lauren about it, but I want to bring it up on a more larger platform. Is I've been watching nonstop the next great or the Great Pottery Throwdown. It's on it YouTube. Like something Lauren would be into. <laughs> it's on YouTube, and it is perfect. I love it so much. Why? What? It, how is it? What's it like? It's like if you understand the appeal of Great British Bake Off. Same thing, ah. same vibes, just pottery this time. And maybe I like it more because of that. Lauren's been uh, pretty depressed since Great Kids Baking Championship uh, ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, I saw. That he lost? Yeah. It's for the best. <laughs> Why? We, we were watching it together, and I was like, I, I know, Lauren, that you like Reggie, but... Reggie is definitely the worst person to win this based on what he wants to do with the money. <laughs> What's he doing with the money? Everyone else was going to donate a large portion of it, and he was like, I'm going to put it in the stock market. <laughs> and I was like, if he won more, he doesn't have any money anymore. <laughs> It'll be worse if he wins than if literally anybody else wins. What kind of kid is putting in the stock market? He's not a, no- he's not a normal kid. He's not a kid. Okay, I don't believe I in the stock market. I, I, but to be clear, I love Reggie with all of my. Heart. <laughs> like, I, not that the stock market. I know it like exists, but like, I don't believe in it like at all. I don't get why it's important. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Like, I feel like if we just, if it wasn't ever a thing, like, everything would be the same. Except I wouldn't have to, like, hear people freaking out about it. Yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. I don't really have a good way of defending it at all. Could it just be us being real dumb? Sure. But, I mean, it's the same thing with just, like, money in general and just, like, the way people perceive things is, is ridiculous because, you know, money is a... Something that we made up. <laughs> that people a, take it very seriously. And that's it's the like, weirdest thing. Yeah, it's like money's fake anyway, but like the stock market is like fake, fake money. <laughs> it reminds it's, me. It's like play. It's. It feels like play pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like instead of I want to play doctor, it's like I want to play stocks. It's oh, we get to pretend that we have a say in what these companies do. <laughs> Yeah, I own 0.4% of this company. I think I have, I get to say what's going on. Yeah, I don't even really understand exactly what it means or how it works. If, like, the idea of it is that, I, I guess if you're selling shares of the company, you make more money that way. So, like... You need to make sure the stockholders are happy because you get more money. But I, I don't understand it. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Because it, it just, like, with the economy, like, tanking <laughs> because the stock market is bad because nobody has any money and everybody's trying to pull their money out of the stock market because it's crashing. And 401k is also bad right now? <laughs> yeah, that that's Question what it... Mark? Ever since it started, like, crashing because of all this of corona every time i like see it on the news reporting on it i just can't help but thinking like so how does that affect (laughs) me in any way i can't answer that question (laughs) i'm gonna eat the candy all right lauren you ready to go Mm -hmm. all right let's get started Good morning, guys. Welcome to Snuffed Survivor Podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Lauren. Quinn. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna we're we're talking about Survivor Winter at War season forty. Having a lot of fun. Really enjoying the season so far. Guys, I'm so proud of us right now. Yes, it is we, so we many days before the next Survivor time. episode airs. 
we're gonna get this out at a, at a decent time. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe. <laughs> Let's not promise anything. Not we're so recording fast. it uh, uh, just two days removed from the episode airing. Very excited about that. And me and Tyler watched it live and not three days later. Mm-hmm. So we're just say, doing amazing. Say that not being allowed to go anywhere <laughs> in the podcast a lot. Um, so, uh, that said, we're going to get into the episode this week. Um, this episode was called We're in the Majors. That being now, said, I don't want to talk about this what, episode because I hate it. <laughs> I'm so oh, mad. Oh, man. We're going we're gonna to get into that here in a second. Um, Lauren, do you have, do you have your notes? Yes. Um, so we start off on Edge of Extinction where they all share kind of like their stories of, um, you know, what happened to them while they got there. And Rob kind of made fun of Sandra for, uh, trusting someone or just making fun of the move that she made. Yeah, it's like, it's like what I said. She broke her number one rule and she lost for it yeah um this just remembering just at the beginning of this episode just focusing in on that Sandra boot it's still so wild to me that Denise pulled such a such a wild <laughs> still it's really really cool but then Sandra shocks the world by saying she's done she's quitting right now and she's retired and who was, who was we shocked? Knew she was retiring after this. I'm no, I'm, I was being a little because <laughs> it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, she was like, I know my limits. You know, it's she not hasn't worth participated it. in a single challenge. It's not worth it to me. I know I'm gonna lose the challenge. Like, and she when she left, she goes, you know, get Denise for me. <laughs> Do I? I like honestly, I'm not too upset. That she did. Like, it does make sense. Why rough it out and just embarrass yourself in a challenge that you know you're going to lose. But even then, knowing, like, how many people were there, I still probably would have waited for the merge. Just because she knows that's so soon. Why not? And then just leave after that. She only needed to wait, like, three days or something. Yeah. Because the merge is now. This is the final uh, episode before the merch. Yeah, but I'm not gonna like for fact from the preview. I'm not gonna like dislike Sandra now. I don't think it like ruins her legacy or anything. No, and I don't think coming on this season, it, it's I kind of to me feel like being on this season is legacy. You know, yeah. like being a part of the first ever all winners season. You don't need to win or do well on this season. Just participating, it means that you've accomplished something, you know? Yeah, like, th- think of anyone who's voted out. I don't think less of any of them. Mm-mm. No. And the reason why they're voted out was because they're good. Exactly. <laughs> if yeah. anything, I love I, Ethan more than I ever have right now. <laughs> he's, Aww, he's so Ethan. good. And the thing about it, too, is is, like... Right now, we're seeing the the edge of extinction is basically filled up of like a lot of people who played the game a lot or played the game a long time ago, and people in the game still are mostly people who are um, recent players, and it's one of those things where the I I, I think I said this last week. But it, it really does feel like it was a let your guard down kind of thing because it felt like the people started the season with the old school people being like, we got to get rid of all these these new school people. But then all of a sudden, it was just old person after, or not old person. That's a, that's a very say. Old school versus old school versus old school. Like it just was nonstop old school people after that. But it, it got to a point where whether or not it was intentional or not, it, it always was like, well, who are we going to get rid of? We're going to get rid of the person that, like, is um, the most, like, I don't know if you want to say threatening, but just, like, obvious, I guess, threat. Like, these people that we know who played before, 
those are the names that are obviously people we want to get rid of now. Yeah. I was good, but it never once felt like it was like the new school people being like, yes, let's Mm-mm. vote out the old schoolers. That's not what no, it was. No, it felt like it was, it was everybody, the old school people, it, it, they started out saying like, oh, it's old school versus new school. And then it became like, well, they got rid of Natalie first, which uh, would you say she's old school or new school? I feel she's like new she's school. more new school. Old school, so the, genuinely, first. generally the line is kind of like before and after heroes versus villains. To me, it was one of those things where they, they, the old school people wanted the gun for the new school people. They voted out a new school person first and then got comfortable with them being like, well, now we can vote out a threat, which were all old school people. And then it started becoming, well, we got to get rid of this important person. And I don't, and I, and basically all the old school people were looking at the other old school people as people who needed to get out so they would like turn on each other in some circumstances in other circumstances it was like oh well we want to hurt rob let's get rid of ethan but it just so happened that the reason why hurting getting rid of ethan would hurt rob is because he had an old school alliance going exactly yeah. so it just kind of felt like it, it was just like the natural person to get rid of all the time just happened to be these old school players to the point where oh well it's basically just all the new school people left it didn't feel like they planned it but that's just how it all kind of it fell out the natural person to get rid of until a certain episode, which we are currently talking about right now. <laughs> um, Lauren, what happens next? So I'm going to read my notes <laughs> for these two things. They're two different conversations, and I don't know if we want to talk about them separately, but the juxtaposition, I think, is something. But So you'll confront Wendell... Uh, it didn't really go well. Wendell apologized to Michelle for his tribal. It does not go well. <laughs> I I feel like Wendell is getting a bum edit here. And it, it feels like they're really trying to pull, like, stuff that makes Wendell look bad. Because it doesn't... We don't really get a good explanation as to why he did what he did. Like, and he's not he just is like, to anybody. Yule's like, hey, you know that was like fucked up, right? And he goes, yep. you're right. I'm sorry. And it's like, wait, it seemed like there's more to the conversation. <laughs> but you're yeah, not really like... showing us what, 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 why. And then with the stuff of Michelle, it's just like. Go ahead. Well, I was just because like the conversation with Yule didn't seem like they went anywhere with that conversation. Um, and then. Him talking to Michelle, it just feels like it's like it, it just feels like an old couple who just bickers all the time. But That's it's all, it's it's. But I think I know what you mean. It doesn't feel it, the the show is presenting it as a very antagonistic relationship, but they they actively working with each other. <laughs> So it's like, well, they can't hate each other that bad because they have each other's back complicitly throughout this entire thing. They are actively working together. So, like, the edit is trying to make me buy that these two, like, hate each other because they had this bad relationship. But it's clearly not that bad because they're still working together in, like, but like a if huge he, way. If, like, a guy talked to me the way he was talking to her, I would still be really pissed off. But, like... It just feels like an old couple who just fights all the time, who just kind of just gets into petty little fights because they seem to get over it. It doesn't seem like anything like lasts real long. But at the same time, it feels like they're not over it. It, No, here's what to me. It feels more like they can't get over it. It feels to me like what my point is is that we're not getting the entirety of the conversations. I feel like we're only getting these snippets that make. Wendell look bad and less of the entirety of what's going on because when presented with only the stuff they're showing us, it doesn't doesn't make make sense that these two are working together because Wendell's treating her like a piece of shit. Yes. But that doesn't seem to be an issue between them. And we're only seeing these like these sound bites, which makes me think that he's getting like this intentional edit of a bad guy for whatever reason. Uh, But he also did say these things. 
Yeah, I know, but it's I, I'm saying it's like we're only seeing these like short out of context things where we never really spend enough time listening to them talk to each other to fully understand what is being discussed when we get a little soundbite from him. You know what I mean? Like to me, it doesn't make sense that if he is treating Michelle like that, why is Michelle working with him? Why is she not when she has opportunities trying to vote him out? See, my if, theory is they have is, such a bad relationship. My theory is that Michelle was going to vote him out until Yule got a little too complicated and selfish with his plan. Yeah. But I don't know. Even then, what Yule did made perfect sense based on what everybody was talking about. Like, it, it wasn't like his plan was so insanely convoluted that, like, if, if Nick and Michelle wanted to vote out Wendell, they would look at what Yule was saying. Unless they wanted to get rid of Yule because he was old school and didn't want him around for the merge. That's the only way it would make sense to vote him out because what he was proposing was supposedly what everybody agreed they wanted. Well, they were already down to vote Wendell, but then he started going on about fire tokens and wanting to get them. And I think that's what made them switch over is they're like, wait a second, we already like had the set. Why are you like, you're overplaying kind of. But what I think is actually realistically happening on this island that is not the edit that they are showing is that it seems more to me that Nick, Wendell, and Michelle have just been a tight trio since this started. And there was never a chance that Wendell was going to be voted out because Wendell is not the villain that he's being presented as and that they are kind of trying to force this storyline because it, it just doesn't really make sense to me when I'm watching it that anything is happening the way it's supposed to be supposedly happening. I'm just saying this edit seems really weird to me. Whenever, they, whenever this tribe is shown and they go to tribal council, the outcome, I'm like, that doesn't make sense based on what you showed me was happening. I, I disagree. That's all I'm saying. I think you're... I think that's like so much theorizing on stuff we don't see and don't know. I, I'm saying when I watch the episode, what ends up happening doesn't make sense to me based on what they showed me. This made sense I, to me. It doesn't... It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand because... Yule wasn't doing anything that crazy. His plan was exactly what everybody wanted. It was the thing that worked out for everybody if they wanted to get rid of Wendell. But they clearly didn't want to get rid of Wendell. See, I, that I, was never the plan. Or they would have they would have not gone because it doesn't make any sense for all three of, or for the two of them to switch to Yule because Yule was acting crazy. He wasn't acting crazy. I'm not saying he, he was, was acting a very crazy. rational decision. Yeah, I think he he I think they were on his side until he like sat them down and, like, went over that whole plan to get Wendell's fire tokens, too. Because that showed to them that he was, like, playing too far ahead. He was, like, thinking too much. He was, like, just playing too hard in That's that moment when they had already week. had their set plan. Why would Michelle think that was crazy? She literally did that last week. Because, but nobody called her out on it, and so she got to do it. But when, so because she knows, so why was why is it right that when she hears you say it, she goes, "Oh, Yule, oh Yule is really playing way too far ahead." When it's the same thing she did last week, she was she's also thinking the same thing. Because she if people are Yule, doing, the I don't want to vote. It was doing. Michelle said to Yule, "I don't want to get, I don't want to write it down because I want to make sure we get those fire tokens." And Yule said, "Okay, I think we can figure out a way to do that," and laid out a very reasonable way for them to get his fire tokens. Which is exactly what she wanted when she said that to Yule. So how is what Yule... That doesn't... That edit doesn't make any sense to me that Yule would... Everyone would be like, oh no, now we got to definitely get rid of Yule because Yule is acting crazy. When Michelle went to Yule, said, hey, I want a plan where we can get his fire tokens. And Yule said, okay, I think I figured that out. And they went, whoa, Yule, you got to slow down, man. We got to get rid of him. No, Yule... That doesn't make any sense. Michelle didn't say, go up to him and say, I want the fire tokens. That was Yule's original Yes, idea. she did. I think she did. She did. She said, my problem with voting out Wendell is if we vote out Wendell, we're not going to get his fire tokens. And Yule and, said, I think I can figure out a way to make that work. And also, I mean, even if she didn't, it's the same thing she tried to pull the week before. But what I'm saying is so, if you see someone, if you're trying hard to collect fire tokens and you see someone else also doing that, 
wouldn't you not want them out for doing what you're trying to do? My here's ultimately what my what what I'm kind of saying. The way the show has presented the last two weeks, the person who it made the most amount of sense to vote out was Wendell. Both and times. both times they did not do that, even though everything made sense. Like you obviously, if you are on that tribe, if you if what the edit is presenting to us is true, you cannot Wendell, trust Wendell. And he should be voted out. Except they trusted him complicitly both times and voted out for everybody else in a, in a way that doesn't make sense to me unless those things aren't really an issue and they were always working together and they weren't really upset with Wendell being cocky when he called it over and that was just something they were saying to Yule to make Yule think they were voting out Wendell when they never ever intended to do that because they're tight. See, but we... I, th- I think it did make more sense to vote out Parv than Wendell on that vote. So I disagree with that part. I do agree that it made more sense to vote Wendell for Yule, but Wendell instead of Yule. But but I'm saying in other in other situations in which somebody says something along the lines of if if you and me and Lauren are in alliance and Lauren says, hey, my vote is up for grabs at tribal council and says, I'll vote for whoever you want me to, that throws up red flags most of the time. It didn't throw up a red flag last week because they I don't think they thought he was gonna vote for Parv really. But Yule was probably concerned. Nick and Michelle weren't because they're tighter with Nick or with Wendell than they have led them on like the show to believe. Like I think these three have been playing tighter than the edit has shown. That is my point because it doesn't make any sense that these votes will play out the way they were if these things were happening that really made Wendell seem like he was somebody who you couldn't trust. I don't think they can't trust Wendell. I think they know they can trust Wendell. I don't That's think why he th- hasn't actually been like in in danger of going home. I I don't think they trust Wendell. I think they see Wendell as someone who's already being like so chaotic and so outspoken that he's a shield to them now. Because, yeah, he, he may be doing these things theatrically and not actually meaning them, but he's still doing them. And that that's still other, other people's perceptions are still going to be that he's being a jerk because he is being a jerk, even if he's, like, playing the character of being a jerk. This doesn't... This tribe dynamic, as somebody who has seen this show... And, and and you've obviously seen way more seasons than I have, but as somebody who has watched this show several times, to me, when somebody is acting the way Wendell is acting, they are usually much more of a threat to go home or at least be held out or something or get blindsided or something. And the last two weeks, the show presented that like it was something that could possibly happen. But then once we got the tribal, it was like, if Wendell is actively saying that, oh, my vote is up in the air, then I'm really not nervous. It seemed to me more like, if, I, if I'm if i being honest, the Yule conversation with Wendell was legitimately, I can't believe you did that. That was really fucked up. And him being like, you're right, man, I'm sorry. And the Michelle thing was more like, why did you do that? Because now we have to deal with the fact that Yule thinks that you might swap. Like it seemed more like it was putting them in, on the line than it was actually p- making Wendell this big target, this big threat. It just seems like, I don't know, it just doesn't buy, I'm not buying the edit is basically what I'm saying. It just doesn't seem like th- what they're showing us makes sense with what's been happening. Whereas most of the time, I don't feel that way. This and In this one particular instance, it just feels like Nick, Michelle, and Wendell are a much tighter trio than the show wants us to think they are, for whatever reason. At this point. At least. I understand what you're saying, but I, I just see it as Wendell is starting to pass that threshold where they're being like so annoying and actively bad where he's becoming a goat. And I think but they love I think about I think Nick so and Michelle feel see like that. they would have mentioned that. But then they would they would say it. That like Lauren said, they would say it. Like when there's a goat and when there's they a situation love, like that, people call, usually mention that. They love calling out goats. But it was <laughs> their their reasoning, and I heard somebody else point this out. But we, they didn't. Your whole argument, the same thing that I said. But they're they were talking about that 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 Wendell was being cocky by calling Jeff over. When other people have pointed out that one makes the other team look over at you, that distracts them long enough. Sometimes it gives you an edge. That's strategy that a lot of people use on Survivor. And two, we know for a fact that Wendell forgot to call Jeff over one time and it cost him a challenge and he knows that. 
So everybody there theoretically knows why Wendell was doing what he was doing. So him, so that narrative of him being cocky doesn't really make sense because he wasn't being cocky. We all know what he was doing. Yeah, because he he wanted Jeff closer to them because he was standing next to the other team. But Yule, who has not been paying much attention to Survivor as everybody else, is the one who says he's cocky. So the other three use that narrative, and when they're talking to Yule, they say, "Yeah, man, he was being really cocky during challenges. I think we got to get rid of him." Although probably, but they never intended to do that because Yule was always the target. If he wasn't. Maybe if he wasn't worried about Jeff, he could have finished it. But also, that race was so close that, like, he could have finished it. And by the time they said Jeff, the other team could have finished and he was standing. But, but he like, wanted to call Jeff's attention because he did that before where he, he, he didn't call Jeff over soon enough and it lost the challenge because of it. Right. But It's he, a sore spot for him. They, there were other moments earlier in the challenge where they pointed out that he was being cocky also. When? I don't remember when they, yeah. they were walking that over part. the balance beams and he was like, Jeff asked them a question and Wendell was like retorting and like saying, I, I, I don't have the quote written down, so I don't remember it. And then Nick. But that's not what they were talking Nick had about. To, they Nick weren't had like, to oh, the whole focus. challenge he was. They weren't saying the whole challenge he was being cocky. They were like, yeah, they were at the end if he did that. I don't. Okay. I don't know. I, uh, I, my point it makes is, sense I don't, me. I don't, with this tribe, I don't think what they're showing us is what how the actual tribe is happening because it, 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 I, it just doesn't add up to me. It does, it doesn't make any sense. I think it's a mixture of both. I think he is being a bit of a dick and saying shitty things and being just like very cocky, but the edit is not concerned with redeeming him in any way and we're talking about going into the merge quinn if you don't trust wendell this isn't the time to be like oh we got to hold on to wendell and take him to the to the merge if you can't trust him to be in your alliance like you feel like he's gonna flip it any second why would you take him to the merge but why would you take yule to the merge too because Yule wasn't doing anything crazy but yule is probably the smartest player on the island but they, they, if they actually thought that Yule was a part of their alliance, which I'm theorizing that they didn't, that they did think that Yule was the person they needed to get rid of because they didn't trust, they don't think Wendell is going to turn on them, is my point. But they think Yule The show is, is trying to make us think that Wendell is this, I only give a shit about myself, I don't care. When my thing is, I think he's actually in a very tight alliance with these three people, and the show is trying to make us think that that alliance isn't as strong as it is, so that we buy some drama in them getting rid of Yule. When the other, the other version of this is, oh, obviously we're getting rid of Yule, these three are really tight. Well, why would... I don't buy the reason to keep Wendell in the merge over Yule. If... If what the show presented me, the obvious vote was Wendell, not Yule, because you need to get rid of Wendell going into the merge. But I don't think that's what it is. I think those three are tight, and the drama is being manufactured between those three, because I don't really think it exists. Yeah, I mean, they always tinker a little bit to like give at least two viable options. But if that was true, that it really was so solidly won... They, this is changing so much of like the character in the story that it doesn't make sense for an overall story. Like for this episode, it would make sense, but overall, for them to tinker that much and change like a whole character's game and like dynamic with other people, that's not going to work out for a whole show. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like since this tribe split off is when this narrative started. And if the narrative was, okay, we have these three that are, are pretty tight with each other. We got to manufacture some reason for them to think that maybe they're going to get rid of Wendell instead of Parv when they're obviously getting rid of Parv. And then we need to manufacture some drama on why they're getting rid of Yule when it should be obvious that they're getting rid of Yule. Then you would make the edit so that it doesn't seem like those three are as tight because they didn't start making Wendell look like this until the, the swap. But if it wears off once the merge happens, I'll, I'll be on your side. I was going to say, like, we won't know for sure until the beginning of the next episode. When they're returned from Tribal, if it's, hey, Wendell, you owe us, now you, like, have to pledge your loyalty, whatever. Or if it's like, haha, we got him. Like, whatever they react at the but end. But even, even the... I'm agreeing with you. I, I'm just saying the way that after they got rid of Yule, the way the three of them reacted with Wendell felt like it was like, 
okay, well, see, we're, we're good. We're, we told you we're good. We're good. You know, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Like, it seemed like the three of them were much more relaxed after you left. We'll see. We'll, we'll just have to see their diet, their, you know, their Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying that, like, usually I don't feel like the show is fucking with me, but, like, watching this time, I feel like the show is fucking no with me. No matter what, they're not interested in redeeming Wendell at any point. No, and I don't think Wendell's going to win. Uh, it seems like he is getting this harsh edit for a reason, for whatever it is. So I think that he's probably not going to make it too far because they're basically playing him as somebody who it's it's not even it's they not even that the they're playing him as a villain for him. It's like they're playing him reckless. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, that's I just, that's I, a good I, that's a that's a good point that they don't. The, even if they are tinkering with the edit a little bit, they're they don't do it for no reason. So obviously, there's gonna it's gonna come back in some way, right? I but again, I think the reasoning is because they wanted to add some drama to these last two vote outs for this tribe because they needed to add some space. But they but they could do that without making him those seem three work tight. They could do that Nick without making him seem as bad as he does seem. So there's something's going to happen. I guess that's true too. Although. Uh, last year, he didn't get as bad of a edit as he should have. Who? Oh. <laughs> you know who? Like, oh. all things considered, his edit wasn't that bad. I think it's pretty bad. He, I, he, yeah, he but really it, seems like a jerk. <laughs> would... I felt like they spent a lot of time trying to redeem him after that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it was like, nope, he's gone. Because <laughs> they were like, everyone was like, no, no, we, love we him. like him. Yeah. I don't know. I hated last season. I know. I don't I, really I, want to I, talk about it. it never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Um, well, we like talked about half the episode already. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that I feel like I'm not really like being like an insane conspiracy theory here. I just feel like usually I'm, I buy what the show is selling me, and I haven't bought it for these last two. Like, it just in my head, it seemed like the logical thing was to vote out uh, Wendell if truly these three were like, who should we vote out? And it was down to Michelle and Nick. It would make more sense for me to think that they would want to take Wendell, or they'd want to take Yule over Wendell. Or unless it's it is, they feel like Yule has too many ties to other people in the game, in which case we should get rid of Yule. But it felt like the idea that Wendell being cocky in a challenge was a reason to get rid of Wendell doesn't really... I don't really buy that too much. If if we Because I don't think that what Yule did was such a big sway to the next thing. Because it felt like what Yule said was what Michelle wanted. Michelle goes up to Yule and says, I want this. Yule said, I, okay, I, we could probably figure that out. Figures out a way to do it. It's something that theoretically, based on the show edit, that Nick and Michelle would want... So why would they then switch and decide that they wanted to vote out Yule unless they were always going to vote out Yule and the show was just trying to build some drama there? I'm That's what I'm saying. Confused as to what his plan was. Maybe he just wasn't paying attention. Oh, what his plan his didn't plan? make sense. Because <laughs> maybe like, that's maybe that's why maybe they maybe they just didn't add up and they're like yeah we just get, let's get this going because it's gonna be sloppy because <laughs> they were like he's so smart and I was like I don't understand what his plan is what, what I remember okay. I remember hearing he said what I took it as I don't know if this is right because it really didn't make that much sense to me but what I took it as was he was saying Nick and him will vote Wendell Wendell and Michelle will vote Yule they'll go to revotes and that's when Michelle will flip and, and hopefully to earn. Wendell's favor by originally voting with him. I'm not sure. That's what I took it as. But that was. But she still voted him out. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I don't know. It was weird. It. It just seems to me like Nick. Nick has said in confessionals before that Wendell's is like Wendell is one of his tightest allies in the game, and it just seemed like maybe the sh the movie or the show was trying to paint that boy alliance as a bigger thing when in reality it was more Nick. Wendell and Michelle that was actually very tight on that tribe. That's all I'm saying. I, basically what I'm saying is I think that the show is hiding how tight that three is, but I think what you're saying is it doesn't make sense for them to make Wendell seem like that bad of a guy otherwise, which 
is also valid. Like, I don't think that part is... Be- I, I, I think those are two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I do think that they are painting Gwendolyn a bad light, but I, but what, I guess what I'm saying is I don't buy that those three aren't tight because it seemed, based on the last two votes, that they were tight and they knew... They, they felt solid in what they were going to do because that that stunt that Wendell pulled was like a pretty fishy that they wouldn't vote him out. They had this seem like they were pretty solid there. And then on this vote, I was like, the reasons they're giving me for switching to Yule, I don't really buy. I feel like they were always going to vote out Yule and they were just trying to add some drama by making us think it was Wendell. That's all I'm saying. The other thing, the fact that Wendell is having a very, very bad edit is oh, another part of it, <laughs> I think. We'll, we'll just concede it. We'll see. And yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll see what happens going forward. All right, Lauren, what, what do you have as your next note? Edge of Extinction. Uh, they got a box of little scavenger hunt clues. Uh, basically, there were four fire tokens scattered around, and they had to find them. And uh, it was funny because as soon as they got the little maps, they all ran away. And they left the rice on the fire, and it was very funny because in the one shot they used, you could see a producer like lean forward and get it off. <laughs> I didn't know, so you could see you could see the producer's hat. <laughs> um, and then Tyson found one, and then said the quote, "You know, I found one because I'm amazing." <laughs> so, and then Tyson is a is a good boy and shows everyone the coin so that they know what to look for. But then Rob found all the rest before then. And then just lied to everybody. Well, Tyson also also calls Rob fat. <laughs> <laughs> True. It was it was um, a good edit. I enjoyed the way they presented it. Yeah, it was fun. And then Rob said the title. Uh, it wasn't. It feels kind of weird to just leave out so many tokens. It, it feels like they're trying so hard to make the edge important. Yeah. I I what was I going to say? Oh, I I said last week that I thought the person who was most likely to say we're in the majors now was Rob, but then I was like, I don't think somebody on the edge of extinction would say that. Clearly I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but because I did think the person who would make that sports analogy was Rob. So I should have just stuck I had, I had a similar thought Rob. process. Yeah. So I was like what can be major about edge? Right, like you were voted out before. How can you think you're in the majors? So it makes sense that he got three fire tokens and a, and a little challenging thing. So he's he's feeling all high and mighty. And he said he wasn't going to tell anybody, but it, it will be interesting to see if he tells Amber or not. Of course he's going to tell Amber. Amber. Uh, so then we go to Tony's tribe. Now he his new goal is to hide behind Denise and kind of just paint her as a big target. But it's not really working because um, they all know that that's what he's doing. <laughs> um, and then my next note is Ben is annoying as fuck. I, so, Adam, I'm not my Adam ben. and Ben are... Wait, go ahead. I find Ben enjoyably chaotic this season. So I'm liking him a lot more <laughs> than I used to. It... It was the one specific moment where he was like deliberately mocking Adam, and that's when I wrote that down. I thought that was. Uh, see, I love the, I love how much they hate each other. That that's what I was gonna say. I, I like that Ben and Adam have such an antagonistic relationship, and it doesn't even seem like it's because Ben hates Adam. It's because Adam hates Ben so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's because I think it's because Adam doesn't respect Ben because Ben had such a shitty season when he won. So he's like, I hate that I'm stuck with this fucking guy. I hate, and I have to work with him. <laughs> yeah. So Adam thinks Sarah or Ben has the idol. Sophie actually does, but he does not suspect her. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Really After this whole sequence, I just wrote down, this green tribe is dramatic as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, it's honestly too much for me. <laughs> I don't like it. And the funny thing is, they're the tribe who, like, had the least amount of drama because they won and didn't have, like, to worry about anything. Like, they were... They got rid of Rob, and then they were, like, all kumbaya, and then... They just became so dramatic and chaotic, and I can't deal. But yeah, and I think that really is a situation where, like, I, I, I feel like 
Um, I feel like that's what it is. Like, I, I really feel like, like, Adam is just like, he knows he of these four is like on the outs and he doesn't like working with Ben and he doesn't trust the girls and is just like extremely paranoid, but clearly doesn't see Sophie as a threat. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it, it makes sense that Adam, as somebody who's such an expert in the game, would be concerned with specifically um, uh, Sarah and Ben. Like, not wanting to work with Ben because you think that Ben can't play, and not trusting Sarah because she can play too well. <laughs> my mom made a It makes sense. This is a little off topic, but my mom made a good point that they've weirdly not given Sarah and Tony that much content. You're right. I feel like out of everyone, they've gotten the least. Other than people voted out, obviously. Well, except for Kim. I feel like Kim's gotten more. Absolute least. No, because every week I forget who she is. (laughs) At least more than Sarah. And she shows up and I'm like, oh, right, that's Kim. I, I, I feel like if we had to um, say... If we counted confessionals, Kim has way less. But confessionals if we, if not a full... I can't tell you a single thing Kim has done or said in this entire season. So, but I could tell you things that Sarah could Is do. that on the edit or on you? I'm, I'm I think it's partly Kim, both. Kim I think has Lauren a lot doesn't, less. I, I don't think Lauren knows Kim enough to recognize her. So that on top of the edit is like... I'm saying I don't think Kim. Well, I don't know many of the other people either. I don't have. But they're much, being shown more. That's what I'm saying. It's a combination. Be, they're of being both. shown more, and exactly. I don't know what Kim has done except for. So the mo- basically what I'm saying is the moments where Kim has done something don't stand out to you because you don't really know her as well. Whereas other people, I think, know to look for her because they like her. You know what I mean? Like Quinn. And me, like, I'm rooting for Kim, mm-hmm. so I have, like, an invested interest in what she's doing. And Quinn has watched Kim play before, and she knows her. But you, somebody who doesn't know Kim, you watch this, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that person, because they're not really doing much. Based on the end. I still think she's not paying ha- I still think she has I was saying to my mom. I was saying to my mom that I think Kim might be the best position to go I love to hear the that. merge. Maybe because no one knows she's there. <laughs> because I feel like her biggest detriment coming into the season was the fact that she played one of, if not the most dominant winning game of all time. And then, so for her, I think the best thing that could have happened to her is what happened is that she had no control and was on the bottom for most of pre-merge. So I think she's underestimated now, whereas going into the season, she wasn't. I have no comment because I don't really know. Hello? <laughs> Me and Lauren were just, I was just nodding at Lauren because I, I don't know. I didn't know what to say Because I, I don't, I couldn't tell you who she's working with, what she's doing. I just don't, I don't know. It seemed like she and Denise were trying to make a plan going forward, which just based on how everything has gone so far doesn't seem like the best idea. <laughs> so then we got to the challenge. And they keep, which is very interesting, they keep picking challenges that Nick has done before and has done very bad. It seems very targeted to Nick. (laughs) No comment? Yeah. (laughs) He, like, made sure to point out multiple times that Nick lost the challenge. And then this time specifically he was like, Nick did this in his season and it was the worst performance in Survivor (laughs) history. I, I, I made a joke to Lauren at the end of the challenge it when seems they had lost. Personal. When they had lost, when when he's like named all of them, that he would just be like, uh, "Wendell, Yule, Michelle, Nick, one of you is getting voted out tonight." Nick. <laughs> <laughs> they cut to a shot of um, Jeff's fingers crossed. But it's like, they, why do they keep targeting Nick in like these challenges that they want him to fail? <laughs> Jeff hates Nick. <laughs> it's always Jeff just making like commentary <laughs> about how he thinks he think he's bad at the game. <laughs> um, and then like the person who lost, like this was the closest call so far. We've had a close call every single 
race just about in this this season. Um, and then Jeff once again brings it up about how Nick lost again. He was like, well, I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they blame Wendell for showboating. Wendell knows Yule is coming for him. Wendell wants Michelle to vote with him. Yule and Michelle trying to vote Wendell out, but still get his token. See, I, I made a comment that there was Yule and Mich- Michelle talking about it. Uh, Nick and Michelle chatting. Oh, These are all I things that happen. Michelle takes everything that Wendell says in the worst way. I mean, a lot of times he says bad things, but I feel <laughs> like no one is on his side at all, which is warranted or not. I don't know. Probably warranted, but... <laughs> um, and then you'll vote it out. Wendell takes a breath. No one's stopping me, so I'm just going to keep going. Wendell takes a breath, but is clearly shook. <laughs> and he thanks them a lot and is very like seems very grateful. And then Michelle said, "I like to see you shaking your boots a little bit," and grabs his face, a very weird couple we <laughs> like. And Yul gives his token to Sarah and to Sophie. It's so weird to me that Michelle keeps calling him Babel. <laughs> I love it. The relationship, like I would, I like if I'm being honest. If I was on this tribe and I was Nick or Yule, and theoretically, if in my theory that they are that Michelle, Nick, and uh, Wendell are a lot tighter than they seem, I would want to get rid of one of them just because of how uncomfortable I am just watching them talk. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, we just gotta get rid. of I can't do this anymore. I just I hate being around these people. I just it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's just a, there's a weird energy between the two yeah. of them. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's intense. And I'm just heartbroken because I yeah. love Yule. I was sad to see Yule go because I think it it really sucks to see someone go when it's mostly not due to like flaws in their own game, seemingly. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, his plan didn't make sense. Yeah, he maybe overplayed a little bit, but, like, it was really not that bad of an idea. I Yeah, I agree. I, I To me, I thought the most interesting part was, again, and it didn't seem like Michelle was a part of this equation at all, but the, the question that Jeff posed to the three of them and each one of them having different answers, which was, Nick, if you get voted out tonight, how are you going to react to this? And then Nick is like, I want everybody to say, man, everybody's my friend. I, this is my final four. So if I get voted out and get back in, I'm going to want to work with you guys again. And if one of you guys are voted out tonight, I'm going to want you to work with us again if you come back in the game because I don't want to get rid of anybody. We have to. I, I'm friends with everybody here, and I'm always going to be friends with you. And Wendell was like, no, nah, fuck y'all. <laughs> if you vote me out, I'm not fucking friends with you anymore. <laughs> I'm not working with you. You fucking voted me out. And you was like, uh, I guess I would still be friends with them, but I probably wouldn't trust them because they wanted me out. So all three of them had, like, the three different answers you could have to that question, which I liked. Nick's was the answer of someone That's who knew I'm he saying. wasn't going and home. Yule's was the one, because Wendell's was was of somebody maybe, like, maybe, I, I could make the argument that what Wendell was saying was, uh... If you vote me out, I will not work with you again, so don't vote me out because I feel like I might be on the edge of being voted out. So there's that. But it was also so aggressive that I was like, I can't believe Wendell felt confident enough to say that out loud. <laughs> and Yules was like, uh, it wasn't until this moment that I thought about that because I thought I was good, but now I'm a little nervous I might not be. And you're right. I thought Nick felt like he, he knew he wasn't going home, so he felt comfortable saying whatever he wanted to say. I saw a tweet, and I agree with it, that technically Michelle should have been the one that's on the bottom of this group. And it's really impressive that that's she wasn't I mean. even That's considered. why I don't think she was actually on the bottom. I think that she was in a tight alliance with, with Wendell and Nick the whole time. That's why I don't think that she ever was on the bottom. Like, I feel like the show wanted us to think she was on the bottom, but I don't really think she was. Like... See, I'm just, I'm just crediting her with... But even, like, she wasn't even on the bottom with Yule then. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Michelle is playing a good game. 
But I'm saying it, it's it's like yeah because I really felt like she was safe all the time because she was tight with people and and wasn't actually worried about getting voted out because she felt good. Um, and I, I I'm impressed with what I've seen of Michelle so far. I like the little narrative that's been happening of, of her discussing the fact that she doesn't feel legitimate in that moment when Rob says, hey, if you won, you're legitimate. It counts. And I, I like that. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah I, what, uh, yeah, what I'm trying to say is I'm becoming a Michelle stan. It's going to take me a second to forgive her for what happened last night, but I think I'll be able to get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going to need some time. All right, let's talk about what our guesses were last week for stuff. Um, no one guessed anything right. So, Woo! for voted out, Quinn guessed Adam. Tyler said Wendell. I said Tony. For the title, Quinn said Kim. Tyler said Yule. And I said Wendell. But I do want to say for the record that I did originally suggest Robin and change my mind. but Because I, I did think he would, it was something he would say. Um, for the petard, who do we... Th- well, I want to say for the record, then, that once once the immunity challenge started, I was thinking about it. I told my mom, I was like, I hope Blue doesn't lose, because I think Yule's going to go home. Okay. So well, that's my... We'll give you credit for that, too. Foresight. Write that down. Give, give him half Thank a you. fire token. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who petarded? Who, who hoisted themselves on their own petard? Okay, this is what I'm saying. False petard. I guess I no one. You'll petard it because I think he was always in trouble. I think that that was like a manufactured reason to get rid of him because I think he just wasn't a part of this tight alliance that the show wanted to build some drama for. Because I don't think his plan was like what he was doing was that radical that it like flipped Nick and Michelle. I think that you'll play it. As well as he could have. So I'm not going to say do, that you'll petard it. Regardless of it is or not, I do like the idea of a false petard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I think Adam petarded. Like, he didn't get voted out, but I think Adam's probably oh. petard always this week. He definitely hurt himself a little bit. Because do you see a situation where that tribe goes to the tribal and Adam's Absolutely not the not. one that goes that home? So the merge just yeah. saved his ass. Um, yeah, that's fair. All right, next week. Okay. Who thinks going out? Let's before we vote who we think is going out. Who do we think is going in? Ooh, good point. So I've narrowed it down to three. That's perfect. Of who I think <laughs> going to For how this show in. works. Perfect. Exactly. Because <laughs> I feel like three of them have been getting pretty good edits. Maybe actually four, but I'm going to, I'm sticking with my gut three. And I'm going to put it in my favor for what I deserve. <laughs> and I'm going to say it's going to be Natalie Anderson. I think that was a good vote. I'm going to say. Something that I think I mentioned back the last time they did a drink station about Chris, when I thought that they suddenly started paying a lot more attention to Chris immediately before he got back into the game. I think the conversation that Ethan and Parv had this week is leading me to think that it is possible that Ethan might get back into this game. I don't, it's, I I definitely, I agree with you, Quinn, because I think I would say I think Natalie has the best shot. I think she's the most athletic. And I think she's gotten a lot of content. Yeah, and, and I, I think that it, she's my number one vote. Based on, on the fact that Ethan had this like nice moment this week and he had some content the other weeks about, about him, it's either leading to him leaving the island early or him getting back into the game and it's a triumphant return for Ethan. And because Ethan is the one person on my team that's been voted out so far, I'm going to go with Ethan. Honestly, I would, even though you would have a full team again, I would be joyous if Ethan. I love Ethan so much. I was saying to Lauren, like, or actually I texted him with you guys because it was in that. We were talking about the the letter from home that Ethan wrote (laughs) where he acted like he was a five-year-old at summer camp. Uh, I, I just love everything about Ethan. Like, he's so nice. He's funny. He does so much for charity. Like, he just seems like he's such a genuinely good person. I don't know how you can't not love him. No, he's great. 
So I think probably either of the two of those guesses are going to win, but I'm going to say Tyson. That would be my third, personally. <laughs> yeah, my, my three were Tyson, Natalie, and Boston yeah. Rob, and then the fourth one I thought of was Ethan. So I think we're all in a Okay, on the count of three, let's all grouping. see who we definitely think is not coming back from the Edge of Extinction. One, two, three. Danny. Danny. <laughs> and Bob. Oh, come on. What did he say? He said You Amba. know, it's both. I said Amber, but it's both. Yeah, they... Lauren knew what I was doing. It was Danny. I, I keep forgetting that Danny... But, but yeah, it's Danny. <laughs> no, it's, it's more obviously Danny than it is more obviously not Amber. So who do you think's getting out? Oh, God. See, what's so ex- uh, exciting about the merge is all these dynamics are going to, like, merge and then realign. So, like, who the fuck knows? And, and I'm wondering who, because sometimes in a merge, just throwing this out there, sometimes in a merge, the, per, the person who Petard hoists isn't always the one who gets voted out. Sometimes it's the case. But sometimes they are able to sneak into the numbers because people maybe don't want to get rid of them right away. Um, a lot of times it's like, if not the biggest threat left in the game. I think... Ooh, I'm gonna guess Tony. Okay, that I damn it. I well, I'm glad that she did because I almost guessed Tony, but I was I was having second guesses because Tony seems like he's getting a bit of a goat at it. I kind of feel like Tony is somebody who they they keep talking about how chaotic he is, but I think everybody sees that as a reason why to not vote him out instead of a reason to get rid of him because I think. See, I think he's getting a goofy edit more it's, than a it's good edit, which goofy. is a to death me. Spell. Yeah, to me it is. It is. It's the what the vibe that I'm getting from Tony's story is that nobody really thinks Tony is going to win this game, so they feel comfortable keeping him around, even though he's a threat, quote-unquote. But, but I also do think he has a shot at going home, so I think that was a good guess. Quinn, I'm going to let you go next, cause, just because I, I, I'm going to look at the playing field that's left, and I'm going to go from there. Okay, yeah, I just got to go off of that. I feel like the edits that are, like, tiptoeing with disaster, I think one of them it's finally going to trip and fall into the pit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Adam. That was my sadly. I thought you were going to say Wendell, so I'm going to go with Wendell. Because Adam yeah, and Wendell, Wendell was the, the other one I was thinking about. Maybe Ben. I don't think Ben is like in danger of going home. I don't think Tony really is either. It seems like unless he does something stupid, he'll be okay. Because like he does have a sort of alliance with Sarah. Um, Never underestimate Ben or Tony's potential to do right. something stupid. Exactly. And and because of that, I feel like they could easily make something of themselves. But I think, like, Wendell is a threat that people are actually afraid of. It seems like he's been getting a bad edit. Um, if Nick and um, Michelle really aren't as tight with Wendell as I'm saying they are, I could theoretically see them maybe pinning the Yule boot on Wendell so that they have somebody to get rid of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how this plays out, but I, I could see people being mad at Wendell because of the old vote out and maybe getting targeted. Um, but based on, so far, there seems like the three. And and then also whoever comes back from Edge, I think it's possible we throw them in. But it's too much of a risk to, to pick somebody, I think, until we know who it is. Yeah, what if I've just picked out Dan, picked Danny for my going home vote <laughs> yeah that would be kind of a big big swing <laughs> <laughs> but not my returning um yeah i don't know and then i also think i'm just throwing this out i'm just discussing that because I've, I've i've made my official guess i think denise and kim i think are i'd be a little bit worried about them just based on how the last couple weeks have gone or i was gonna say can we go back to our original number one winner picks and adjust right before the merge uh, I'll allow it. As long as it isn't an addition to, it's our merge winner pick and not our. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Lauren. What? Who Is it were because our... you said Yule? Did I? I forgot who I said. Because on a different one, I have Denise, so I wasn't sure which was which. Um, uh, Quinn, you said Yule. Powers at even, and I said Wendell. Oh, so all yeah, of let's us make, might let's make some adjustments. <laughs> I think we'll all feel more comfortable. So, Quinn, who are you picking? I think, based off of both what I want to happen 
and what I think is going to happen, I'm going to take Sophie Clark. That's fair. Going off of that same thing, I'm going to take Sarah, because I feel like Sarah and Sophie are tight, and Sarah's on my tribe, so it makes sense for me to pick her. But she seems like she's been... She and Sophie are right up there, at the, I feel like, at the top right now. And going into this merge, I think they're in a really good place because they both have advantages. They're working together. They have. I feel like they have numbers, so I don't think that they're like in danger of going home anytime soon. And I'm going to switch mine to Michelle. I love All it. All solid picks, I think. Maybe not Sarah. I don't... No offense, I don't really see her winning. Just simply for the lack of content she's gotten. I think I'm trying to pick somebody on my team who I think has the best shot at winning. Right now, I feel like she's in the best position going into the merge of all the people in my tribe. It is like everybody. I know, but I feel like <laughs> like I don't think like Nick and Michelle are like in position to win, but I feel like Sarah and Sophie are just like in a really good position right now. That might change in a couple of weeks. That's just where I'm at right now. I just feel like she might backstab Sophie. You never know. Right, and I and I was gonna pick Sophie because I do think right now Sophie feels like the obvious winner pick. I think she's just like in a real good position right now. But that's but currently we'll see what how that shapes out. And I don't think Sophie does trust Sarah fully. I think just given the tribe dynamic they were on, Sarah was her closest ally. Then I but think I, coming back to this, she'll move around a little bit. But more. I I think that like. If basically what I'm saying is if the two of them are like, hey, we did get close on this team working together, and now with the merge, when you add in a couple of more people to it that they have people to work with, I could see a, like an alliance forming that's a little bit bigger. And that doesn't necessarily mean that those two are going to stay at the top of that, or Sophie might not stab Sarah, or vice versa, or something like that might happen. It just seems like I'm not worried about them being like potential boots in the next couple of weeks, because I think they're going to be in a good spot. Is all I'm saying. So at, yeah. at the merge, I feel like of the people who are in a good position right now, I would say her. But I would also say Sophie, but you picked Sophie already, so. Who knows? Um, and who knows? Maybe Ethan wins the whole thing still. It's possible. I would not be mad at that no. even a little bit. <laughs> um, do we have any other guesses? Guessing next week's episode title? And next week's Petard. Oh, yeah, next week's Petard. I'm going to say Tony for Petard. <laughs> I'm going to say Adam. I'll take Adam. Who? Who? I said Adam. Who? Ah. Oh, I said Adam before you did. No, I, I very much said it before you did. I, well, I That's why I made that noise. I think there's a delay. No, we didn't Damn hear it. you say anything. <laughs> Damn it. Fine, I'll take Wendell. I mean, it's going to be one of them. I think that's kind of... Those are also the three people that we said we're going to get voted out, I think. So I think we're all on the same page. Um, yeah, but they're all... You guys switched. Yeah, that makes sense. What's the title? Uh, this is where the battle begins. God, that could be anybody. That's a bad title. I want some specifics. I'm going to say Jeff. I'm going to say Who? Nick. Jeff. I'm going to say it's going to be Kim. I don't know. You know what I was just talking to Lauren about uh, after this episode? That is just such an interesting thing. The, the way Jeff says, okay, it is. Time to vote. is a very weird cadence. And I was just thinking about that this week when he said it. <laughs> uh, but it's become his. It you is. It's, it's, it's his special way of doing it. It's just such an interesting way of saying those three. The fact he does exactly the same every week is so interesting to me. All right, did we pick everything? Lauren's already standing up. I think she's she's done. <laughs> um, all right. You got to put out the candle, Lauren, before you leave. I will. I just cannot sit here any longer. Okay. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SnuffedPod. Is there an underscore in there? Snuffed underscore so. pod? No, just snuffed pod. Just snuffed pod. At snuffed pod. I'm at Tyler Moliterno. That's Tyler Mo Leader. No. Lauren is at Moliterno. Up. I've never heard our last name spell it out that way. 
I, I've I done it. I really like it. Help knowing how to spell it. I say Mo Leader No. It that's helps. a lot of fun. I, I'm gonna start calling you the Mo Leader Nose. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's okay. It, you wouldn't be the first person based on the telemarketers that have called. Over the years. <laughs> I at work the other day. I, I can't have made a comment that no one pages me over the loud system because no one feels confident in how to say our last name. <laughs> and the one girl who I was talking to goes, um, it's easy, Molintero. And I was like, that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't mention this week? There was apparently a reward challenge this week that they didn't show. Oh. Interesting. That's just, that's just fun. It was a pizza challenge and they just didn't show it at all. Okay. I was noticing the fact that there have not been any reward challenges. I don't mind. Well, it seems like they have been like... It, well, it's the problem with having the edge again. It's when you try to add all these other people into the show, you run out of time. And they kind of had a challenge going on over there. And I think that was more interesting than whoever won pizza. <laughs> and they'll probably... They usually end up picking up more anyway during the individual because then there's like some strategy to winning rewards. Yeah, we'll get more coming up. Um, all right. Quinn, do you want a plug? What plug? Your things. Oh, I thought I already did. I'm at... I'm at underscore Leather Velma on Twitter. And uh, me and Lauren host a podcast called One Star, a bad movie podcast. Or at least I thought we did. Yeah. Ooh. I think he's mad at me because I just will not watch this movie. Yeah, I'm mad at Lord for not watching the movie, even though she looked at me in the eyes through the phone, and by that I mean texted me that she would watch the movie, and she still has not. Maybe, want, maybe make her watch Suicide Squad instead. I want that Suicide Squad episode. This is a Patreon pick. We're technically like committing fraud if we don't review this movie in March. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more than I can say about our other episodes that were Patreon things. That's right, fair. I'm going to snuff the candle now. Alright. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, talk to you then. Bye. Can't talk Bye. about snuffing.